We're so grateful to gather here tonight to remember the love that he had for us. I don't know about you, but even this afternoon, we had a, some friends stop by with their new baby, only four or five weeks old. Even a dog lit up in my house when the baby came in. There's just something about babies, the hope, the expectation that they're going to grow up and be all that God had called them to be. So even as I held this precious baby in my arms this afternoon, I didn't want to let him go. And I just stared in his eyes and thought, what was it like to hold baby Jesus? Can you imagine being Mary, holding the Savior? I was so grateful they stopped by today because it just gave me a glimpse, just a small glimpse of what Mary must have felt. That everything she had heard the Lord say truly has come to pass. Baby truly does change everything. All the mothers out there, can I get a witness? <laughs> Changes everything. It's so funny, as, as Pastor Cynthia said, I have a two-year-old grandson, and we were shopping during Thanksgiving. And he came, and we were in the Christian bookstore, and he saw the manger. And unfortunately, it was eye-level to him, which means he can touch it. So his mom reached out to grab him so he wouldn't touch it. But he was so excited. He said, but mommy, the baby God in his house. Like, how can I not go over there? And I stood there and I cracked up in the store. And I said, even the two-year-old is excited about baby God in his house. This is a season where we remember the love of the father that he gave his only begotten son. So as we share tonight about being wrapped in hope, we want to examine what does that really mean to be wrapped in hope? What does it mean to come into relationship with the true, living, powerful Savior? Wrapped in hope. The scripture I'm going to come from tonight is Proverbs 13, 12. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Now, before you say, now, Pastor Danelle, that's not really a cheerful scripture, can we? It's Christmas. <laughs> Hold on one moment. Let's talk about hope. What does hope mean? When you look it up in the original text, it means a full expectation. How many of you have had and will have expectations? So then we can relate with that word hope. Some of us who are married are hoping for our children that are growing up that they'd be all that God called them to be. We're hoping for a great marriage. Those that are single and want to be married, we're hoping for that great spouse. Those of you in the corporate, we're hoping for that great job. Those of you that just pressed in spiritually, you're hoping to be all that God has called you to be. Hope and expectation. But what happens when that hope is deferred? So I looked up what it meant in the Greek for deferred. It means to put off, to postpone, or to be prolonged. Have you ever had a hope, an expectation, put off, prolonged, even postponed? It can make your heart sick. And that sick there is wounded, sad, heavy. Because all of your expectations were to get to this one moment only for it to be pushed aside, postponed, or prolonged. Children of Israel were waiting because they were in the midst of oppression. 
under a, a, a Roman authority that was much more bigger than them. And they were crying out for deliverance, crying out for a savior. And the more they got into generations and generations and generations, it seemed like this hope was being prolonged, postponed, put off. But how many of you know God was already answering? He already had a plan in mind. So I want to encourage you. If you have a hope or expectation that feels that way, just hold on. God has a plan and a purpose. It's all about his timing. And so as we look at the season, such a happy season. I just love going into the malls, hearing the Christmas music. People are singing and I'm so excited that they're playing music that has Jesus in it. It's not just the jingle bells and Santa Claus coming down. Oh, Holy Night was playing in JCPenney's last night. My son was walking fast, hoping I didn't stop and worship because he knows if it gets to that part of the song, he's going to be thoroughly embarrassed. <laughs> but when Jesus has done so much for you, you can't help but stop in JCPenney and lift your hands and say, holy, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Now, as our pastor teaches us, don't be weird. Because we're trying to reach people. Just getting a little quiet corner. I was over there by the bed bath and stuff. Hallelujah. But let the Lord know you appreciate what he's done. So this hope deferred can make the heart sick. But, everybody say but. A desire fulfilled is a tree of life. As I look at our Christmas trees, aren't they beautiful? I thank God they remind me of desires fulfilled. See, these aren't just green trees that we put up there with some lights and some balls because it's Christmas. It reminds us of the desires that have been fulfilled through Christ. That we have an eternal relationship with our Savior. When we've stepped in and asked him to be our Lord and Savior, our desire has been fulfilled for a fulfilled life. A fulfillment of an expectation. So let's look at the scripture. Now, as I mentioned in this atmosphere of worship, in this atmosphere of Christmas, everybody's being nice to each other. Isn't that great? Even neighbors that hate each other are now smiling and waving for the month. Hallelujah. <laughs> but Dr. Eric, um, Anderson, he's a PhD associate professor at the University of Toronto. This is a statement he made. During the holidays, many images of smiling families and friends may start to question, or many may start to question the quality of their own relationships. He says, according to a Canadian study, all patients treated by emergency psychiatric services during the Christmas season, most of them are stressed because of feelings of loneliness and being without family. This is a season where God calls us to reach out in hope. This is a season, as he said, because many images are bombarding our TV. It's the families around the table with the turkey and the dressings. And people are coming in from all over, you know, from out of town. And you can tell they're dropping bags and hugging each other. These images over and over for people who don't have that begin to look at what they don't have versus what they do have. But faith in God, faith and hope helps us stay 
grounded. Helps us appreciate what we have right now. In this season, everybody wants to be happy. How many know there's a lot of people out there not happy? Many people lost loved ones a couple days ago. So we don't want just the season of what the media is showing us to be the undergirding of why we're happy, why we find hope, why we have desires, but it's because of the living God. It's because of Jesus. We see in Luke chapter two, a man named Simeon. He had a hope and that was based off of the word that the Lord gave him. The Lord told him, Simeon, your eyes will not close until you see the savior. Could you imagine Simeon's heart? Simeon was a righteous and devout man, full of the Holy Spirit. And the, Ho the Holy Spirit revealed to him this truth, that you will not see death until you see the Savior. What a hope. Could you imagine him going to church every day looking at the babies? Lord, is this it? Is it him? Could you imagine the hope that the Lord is going to let me see Jesus before my eyes close on this earth? And finally, he longed for the consolation, the comfort of Israel. This is a man who had a kingdom perspective. So it wasn't just about seeing the Savior. He longed for what the Savior was going to do. And that was bring consolation or comfort to a people who had been oppressed for year after year after year. So in Luke 2, 28, it says, then he took him into his arms. This is Simeon. They brought Jesus to the temple. And Simeon blessed God and said, now, Lord, you are releasing your bond servant to, to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all your peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. So in that one sentence, Simeon summed it up as he was having that baby lie in his arms. Looking at him, he realized this is twofold. This is the consolation that we've been waiting for. This is the light of the revelation to the Gentiles. That would be us. If you weren't a Jew, you were a Gentile. Aren't you glad God included us all in the salvation plan? That it just wasn't for his chosen people, but he had a plan and a purpose for all of us. So Simeon says that within his um, response to seeing Jesus, the light of revelation to the Gentiles. So as we walk today, that's what Jesus means to us. That's what it means to be wrapped in hope. We are wrapped in the very revelation of who he is and what his purposes are. And when we are wrapped in that revelation, now we can be the light in the world that we're supposed to be. Each one of you are supposed to go light it up spiritually. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me just make sure you know what kind of lighting up I'm talking about. You are to be the light in your neighborhood. Even when it's dark, your house should be the brightest 
because we are wrapped with hope, wrapped in the revelation of who our Savior is. And he says he's the glory to his people Israel. The Jews coming into the revelation that this is the Messiah. You see, over and over again, and Simeon knew this, there were promises of the Messiah coming. The Lord said to Abraham, I will make your name great. And through you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. He said to Moses, one day a great prophet would come and he would be unlike any prophet you've ever seen. He said to David, a son who would reign on your throne forever. God spoke to Isaiah and promised that a son would be born of a virgin and his name would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Micah predicted the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. For generations, the promises were repeated from father to son, from mother to daughter, from family to family, to older to younger. The Jewish children were taught to pray for the Messiah's appearance. And now Simeon proclaims, this is the Messiah. This is the one that we were promised from generation to generation. Now my eyes can close in peace. He was the hope of a young virgin girl, minding her own business, as we say. An angel shows up and says, you have found favor. And the Lord in one moment changes the course of this young girl's life. Now she's engaged to Joseph. She's got her wedding planner going on. She's already gone down to David's bridal and got the gown. We've got the reception hall. We're excited. And then all of a sudden, I'm pregnant. And then I have to tell my fiance that I've never been with anyone. This was from the Holy Spirit. Can you see hope rising for poor Mary? Ooh, that's a prayer and a half. Of course, Joseph didn't believe her. Hopes dashed in a moment. I'm sure she saw her wedding dress, the bridal party, the family, everything just leave in a matter of a moment. And Joseph's hope, he goes home and goes to sleep and the Lord tells him in a dream, look, this is me. She is pregnant, like she said, by the Holy Spirit, and this is what you're going to do. Could you imagine the hope that had to be on Joseph? That I'm going to take this woman who is pregnant as my wife, and I'm going to believe, Lord, that I heard you right. Have you ever had those prayers where you're like, Lord, I hope I heard you right? <laughs> Whoo! Yes, Lord. That was one of these prayers, because see, in that culture... You could stone people for having relationships outside of marriage. It was legal in that culture. Back then, the wedding ceremony would be awesome. It would be a week long. And after they got married, you know how we take our nice pictures and everybody goes on to the reception hall. Then we get to the reception hall. We have the dinner. That doesn't happen in that culture. They go consummate the, the marriage first. Then they come out and the young man is supposed to show the sheet that yes, she was a virgin. Could you imagine what was going through Joseph's mind? Lord, how is this going to work? But because of his hope, he believed God 
And he did what God told him to do. He did not touch her until after she had that baby. Hope of Joseph. Jesus being the hope. Then he was the hope of of Elizabeth. Elizabeth desired to have a child with Zacharias and couldn't. They were well old and up in age, past childbearing. And all of a sudden, the Lord comes and speaks to Zechariah, her husband. I'm sure all of you know the story. She gets pregnant. Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And this is what Elizabeth said. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? This is a baby in Mary's womb. Elizabeth has a revelation that that's my Lord in her womb. Hope. For behold, when the sound of your greetings reached my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Everybody say hope. That's why we're here. To remember that our Savior is faithful. He is faithful who promised. And it doesn't matter what looks like it's being deferred. He has a plan and a purpose for everything. And if he detours you, know that there's a greater, greater thing he has waiting on you. Amen. The hope of Elizabeth. And then he's the hope of the Gentiles. That would be us. Isaiah 9 reads, for a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. The mighty God, eternal father, the prince of peace. That is our hope. As we stand in this nation that is so dark at this moment. And we can still have hope and rejoice because our God reigns. Because the government is on his shoulders. I know it looks postponed. It looks like we've been delayed. But how many know God has a plan and a purpose? John 3, 16, all of us are familiar with this, I'm sure, as we were little and heard it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Psalms 25, 3, no man who hopes will ever be put to shame when he hopes in the Lord. This hope that we're wrapped in, his name is Jesus. And as you've invited him, if you have invited him into your heart, there's a plan that will not be deterred by anything. Because he loves you. He has you right in the palm of his hand. And just like Mary, she had no clue what it was going to look like or turn out to be. But Simeon prophesied to her on that day. And the Lord told her the future. Prophecy probably most of us would not have wanted had. But he trusted her to hold the very presence of the king. Today, Christ, our God, has entrusted you to hold the very presence of the king. When a desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Have your hopes up high. Psalms 31, 23, love the Lord, all you who belong to him. 
The Lord keeps the faithful safe. He has your hopes, your dreams, your desires in the palm of his hand. And when you trust and fear him, you're safe. So I feel like you need to be encouraged this evening. That many of you have laid down your hopes. And perhaps you've even found yourself saying like the world, I'm not not trying to get my hopes up. I want to invite you to get your hopes up tonight. Amen. He is the light of the world. He is the Messiah. He is the one we hope in. Our ending scripture is Psalms 33, 18. And I want you to hear this and receive it for yourselves. Because we are truly wrapped in hope tonight. Because he was the hope of Israel and he came through. He was the hope of Mary and he came through. He was the hope of Simeon and he came through. He was the hope of Elizabeth and he came through. He's the hope of the Gentiles and he's come through. He even cares about the lonely. He said, I set the lonely in family. So I want to invite you this season. Look around. Ask God, who is lonely around me, Lord? And I want to encourage you to invite them over to your home. Be the light that God has called us to be. Psalms 33, 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. On those who hope for his loving kindness. To deliver their soul from death. And to keep them alive in famine. Our souls wait and hope for the Lord. He is our help and he is our shield. For our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us according as we have hoped in you. Family, have a phenomenal Christmas. And I pray every time you look at a tree... You remember that hope deferred may make the heart sick for a moment, but the desire fulfilled, his name is Jesus, is a tree of life. A baby can change everything. One baby, his name is Jesus.